As Napoleon Hill said, true success is only achieved with the power of harmonious coordination of minds working to a definitive end. On Agent Wealth Network Live, you'll join Dr. Hank, the change maker in real estate, for live conversations with an elite group of real estate experts, including coaches, authors, sales trainers, and successful agents and brokers, from up-and-comers to mega-producers. You'll come away with mindset, lead generation, and wealth-building strategies that will change your business while building a life of joy and fulfillment. And now, here's your host, Dr. Hank. Hello and welcome everybody to Agent Wealth Network. This is the place where we increase the agent's business as well as brokers, real estate brokers, business and their wealth. And today, you know, every day uh, a week that we're on, we have somebody exciting to, that can really update us with the latest and greatest things. And normally it's just about like, you know, gee, how could I do a, re a rehabs or how could I make money this way? But today we have really the leading industry professional who can predict where the real estate market is coming. I heard some podcasts on him just earlier today. He's just really remarkable. He he can tell you the forecast of where the economy is going, where real estate is going, and uh, he, he's called the best advisor in the industry from market expert Barry Habib. And Barry, good morning and welcome to Agent Wealth Network. Thank you, Dr. Hank. It's so nice to be on your show. I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, you're just the brainchild of... Uh, of, of just of being able to protect the future and, and in real estate. And that's tough for anybody to even predict their future, their life, much less, you know, the way that you're able to, with your expertise and knowledge and analytics, be able to uh, really to help us with where we're going with the real estate industry. But then even more specific that you you get, uh, really have a good handle and, and on the pulse, if you will, the real estate agent and where we're going in the future. Uh, and what they need to know and, and what they need to, to be alert to. So can you tell us a little about where do you think the real estate, let's start out general and then get specifically, you know, to our agents, but where do you think uh, the real estate market is going right now, Barry? Well, as you know, um, I've been very, very bullish on the real estate market for a long time. Yeah. And although the media hasn't, you know, on CNBC where I had a show for 13 years, I, uh, I called the bottom of the real estate market and they were like, making fun of me almost, you know, saying, are you kidding? It's not going to come back until 2015. I said, no, there's factors in place here. And those factors are still in place. And uh, and, and as you know, I, I won the Crystal Ball Award for being the most accurate real estate forecaster in the U.S. from Zillow and Pulsonomics. And Just the same factors that helped us and guided us through that have are still in place. So That's we fantastic. are seeing, as everyone listening knows, very tight supply. Uh, with very strong demand, uh, although we have seen interest rates move up a little bit and it does provide a bit of a headwind, it is not uh, it is not overtaking the imbalance between the supply and demand. There's just not a lot of inventory. There's still a lot of demand, although affordability has become a bit of an issue. And like everyone watching this knows, real estate's very local. There are some phenomenons that are occurring in parts of the country, causing some interest rate uh, and um, and volatility in real estate. So one of them, for example, that yeah. people don't talk about is if you took a look at areas such as Orange County. Now, Orange County, California 
has been an extraordinarily hot market and it's still going to be a very strong market, but it feels to the realtors listing that are familiar with that part of the market as if it's slowed down, probably because you're used to getting multiple offers. Right. Something yeah. something has happened in the last two months that is causing some concern out there. Now, there's reason for this. And, and yes, interest rates have gone up a little bit. Yes, there's a little more inventory on the market as well. But what has slowed in the demand side is, believe it or not, currency. You know, everybody has noticed in the news that you have some some talks about tariffs and trade wars and some tensions between the United States and China. That has created an imbalance of what we have seen in the currency. So the Chinese renminbi or yuan went from 6.25 of those for one US dollar in the last two months to 6.75, I'm using round numbers here. That's about a 7% increase. When you take into consideration that real estate has gone up two to 3%, you're talking about a nine or 10% additional cost just in the past two to three months. Now, when you think about a home value of 1.2 million, 1.3 million, that's an extra $100,000 cost in just two or three months. Yeah. So if you look at it in the currency of the renminbi or yuan, that's almost a million yuan or renminbi more, a million more in just two yeah. or three months. Good. So it's causing some pause. And Dr. Hank, you probably know this, but the influence on dollar amount is about 15% of the marketplace. So you're seeing this. Now, does that mean that this lasts forever? Maybe when the currency kind of starts to level off a little bit more, it comes back. But in the interim, it just feels a little bit slower. And that's just one example right. of how each market is different. Yes, you know, and Barry, you are just really, you are a wizard. And this is why, because you talk about things that most people aren't even aware of the effects. They just say, oh, this stuff happens, and that you really understand what's fueling this and, you know, what is behind that. And uh, so, so with this currency, and I just want to say, too, on interest rates, that really, um, historically, from my understanding of just my own personal experience, that my first home that I bought was at 18% interest rate. And so, you know, I mean, really, in a relative world, are interest rates really that high? Well, you know, you bring up a great point, because for the last 45 years, what could be surprising is the average interest rate on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage was eight and a quarter percent. So it's funny when people look at four and three quarters or even even 5% and say, oh, my gosh, that's high. It, it isn't high as a rate. However, Dr. Hank, the cost to purchase a home when rates were 18% was significantly lower. Uh, you know, if you yeah. go back into the 70s, let's remember that the median price of a home was about $38,000 back then, right? So it's a different <laughs> right. world right now. So yes, yeah. while 5% doesn't appear to be a high rate, relatively speaking, the value of real estate makes that incremental change in interest rate have a greater impact to the individual. So we don't want to minimize the, the, the fact that, you know, that that rates have changed and gone up, but you're correct. In on a relative basis, these are still attractive rates, and in yeah. many markets like where you are in in Dallas, the yeah. affordability levels are phenomenal. Especially if you uh, if you look through most of the country, still very yeah. affordable because incomes have been doing well. Yeah, 
Yes, yes, good. And so uh, anything else on this currency or the other effects that's happening that we should be aware of? It's just one of those things that, you know, you, you keep you keep watch on and, and you have certain pockets of the country that will be impacted by, you know, you hear on the news, you know, tensions between the U.S. and China on tariffs and trade. And you're wondering, OK, that sounds like it's kind of in a box, right? That might affect right. the manufacturer or something like that. But no, it affects someone who owns yeah. a home or somebody who's buying a home or somebody who's trying to yeah. sell a home because that means some less ability for individuals to make that purchase is going to yeah. influence how long your home stays on the market. So so we try to process these things and, and help yeah. people understand them. Now, longer term, I have to tell you, I think that this is a good, um, it's a good situation to have a healthier market that shouldn't be so hot. Uh, and I also think that it will right itself, so to speak. I think you'll see it yeah. unwind a bit, and I think the currency will come back some. Uh, okay. So you'll get an, a, a, an influx back of some Chinese purchasers on uh, in the California market. I see. Okay, great, great. And so, um, you know, can you share with us a little about uh, technology and what do you think it would be an impact of technology? Because I know you're high tech and you have all these, you know, ways to analyze of them, really understand what's happening. So I've got, I've got a lot of thoughts on this, uh, sure. Dr. Hank. I've got so many thoughts on this, and, and I just want to talk from the heart here and, and tell you that I, I really am am concerned for real estate agents today and mortgage professionals because, look, I've been doing this for. 33 years. It's hard to imagine. I'm, I'm talking in decades. And I've been a professional speaker and trainer for 25 or 26 years now. And um, I've worked with a lot of people. And I see that today there is the need for uh, real estate agents and mortgage professionals to really up their game. And let me just kind of preface this. Look, if I were to, sure. Dr. Rank, if we were to get 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 real estate agents and mortgage professionals in a room, and if you and I were to ask them, I said, okay, tell us everyone who in this room is an advisor and who in this room is a salesperson. You know what we get? We get just about every hand in that room go up and say, I'm an advisor. And you know what I'm going to say to you? I'm going to say BS. I'm going to say that from the heart with tough love, because I'm going to say, why do you think you're an advisor? Why? Because you know how to fill out a contract, because you know how to do comps on MLS, because you know how to fill out a mortgage application, because you know how to qualify somebody. That, sorry, doesn't make you an advisor. That is the price of admission. You see, mm -hmm. if you take a look at the cost of the transaction and you take a look at the commission for a realtor, the commission for the mortgage company, and you take that, it's a very large cost. So there's always going to be ways for technology to try to replace that. And it's happening now more than ever. Have you seen the site, MLS My Home, where you can list your home on the MLS for $99 yourself? $99, okay? Wow. So some people are gonna say, why should I pay five or 6% of the home value? 99 bucks, I'm gonna get it listed. So I just want you to think about what is happening. Mm -hmm. hey, hey, Doc, you and I probably remember this. Remember when there used to be a travel agent on every corner? Remember that? It remember? sure do. You know, now, the millennials that are listening to this, they're going to say, what the heck is a travel agent, right? Yeah. And that's the point. And that's yeah. the point. Because you know what? They've been replaced by this. Yeah. yeah. Because they weren't advisors. They were salespeople. You see, an advisor understands not what the value of that home is today, but what it can be in the future. 
doc, people, the way they shop for a home, we know this today. What do they do? They start online. It's a visual process. People shop with right. their eyes and keystrokes. There you go. But if they go and visit a home because they've now had some interest from what they've seen online, maybe there's that emotional attachment. Oh, it's so nice. I really like it. You know, but here's the thing. The decision to buy, make no mistake, it's a financial decision. And yet... If we're honest here, look, do we want to have an honest conversation? Do we want to really kind of kind of try and help people and have an honest conversation? Do we do we don't want we don't want to kind of sugarcoat and coddle? Look, here's the thing. I listen to people. I read what people put for the description in the multiple listing service. Okay. It's all the same. Look at the amazing hardwood floors, the great granite countertops, the spacious closets, new cabinets, close proximity to an excellent school system, swimming pool. Blah, blah, blah. It's all the same crap, okay? Yeah, it is. Now, I'm not saying it's not important, but it has nothing to do with how somebody buys a home. If the decision to buy the home is a financial decision, why in the world wouldn't we sell the financial attributes? Because that's what an advisor would do. An advisor would show you what that home value would be into the future and why based on real data and real facts and understanding the marketplace, understanding the demographics, the driving factors that would do that. So when you have that discussion with a customer, it's very different, very different than your competitor and very compelling. Yeah. Do you give us some, uh, what are some examples that I would ask or what do I need to know? So if I'm a real estate agent, which I am, that um, what do I need to know and what are those facts? Okay, so for example, you said Dallas. Okay, so let's just pick a market. Near. Let's just say Collin right. County, okay? By sure. yeah. So Collin County is an excellent county. Do you know that you're looking at 7% forecasted appreciation over the next 12 months. What would that mean? Do you know that it's 28% forecasted appreciation over the next five years? What does that do to that purchase price of 500000 It's $140,000 that you're going to stand to make on that home. Now, yeah. if, the, if the customer knew that, maybe it wouldn't be so hard to get them to come in at full asking price. Maybe it wouldn't be so hard to get them to get over the fact that it doesn't have that extra bathroom that they wanted. Maybe it'd be easier to get that customer over the fact that now in order to meet a competing offer, they've got to come in $10,000 over asking price. If somebody told them that this home would be worth $140,000 more, just maybe, just maybe, they might feel better about that. So that's a quick example. You know, Orange County, even with the slowdown, is still forecasted for that market to be up roughly 7% over the next 12 months. If you go to Los Angeles County, 11% forecast. In the Northeast, where I am, in New Jersey, 6, 7%, 5% in many areas. But by the way, even if your market's 2% or 3%, please don't think that that's not amazing. Albert Einstein called Albert Einstein, pretty smart guy, called the eighth wonder of the world compound interest. And with the fact of leverage and with the fact of compounding over time, a three percent rate of appreciation, which is about half the historical norm, will create enormous wealth for you beyond what most people can understand. But do realtors go over that? Do realtors calculate that? The oh. very vast majority never even have the thought cross their mind. I'm not good with math. I'm not. And, and, and you know what? Here's, here's the other thing. Yeah. Today, the largest demographic in the United States is millennials. The largest. Right. Okay. Yeah. They're going to drive the economy much like baby boomers drove the economy for decades. Right. 
the median age of a real estate agent in the United States today is 59 years old. Right. Now, imagine 60-year-old realtor going to take a listing from a millennial. That 60-year-old realtor, that 30-year-old millennial couple, there's already a bit of a gap in age. So you want to try and relate to them. And that realtor, now listen, you better ask yourself this question. Are you yeah. proficient in social media? Aside from putting a picture of you and your dog on Facebook, are you proficient? Do you know how to advertise and market that listing on social media? Because that's what they want. And yeah. if you don't have the ability to do so, if you don't have the ability to do so, you are at a further disconnect. But if you speak yeah. the same language as the millennial, then the age becomes a non-issue and a non-factor. Then you're just someone who gets it. And that's who yeah. they want to deal with, somebody who gets it. By the way, sure. how long does it take you to acquire the knowledge? Yeah. Well, we teach people in about 10 minutes step-by-step step how to do Facebook marketing. 10 minutes is how quick we can teach you. Right. But if you wanted to do it on your own, what yeah. would it take you? An hour to research? How many of you have invested an hour? Right. You want to call yourself an advisor. Oh, I'm an advisor. I'm an advisor. You yeah. can't take an hour? Right. I can't <laughs> research and become an expert? See, this is... And again, the tough love here isn't to give anybody a hard time. Right. It's to open a window and open a vision and say, hey, look what's out there. And maybe you need to make some changes. Or would you prefer to go by the way of the travel agent who didn't do those things, who you didn't bet. get the tough love? You bet. You know, I know people are just begging right now. Like, how do I get this set for Barry for 10 minutes? Or, you know, how would we get in contact with you? Or how do we start getting this education? Because I think everybody hearing this, you sold me. We oh. need to be this way, you know. So, so, how so, I... so listen, we're, we're not trying to sell anybody. We just believe no. in, in, in this. Right. And, 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 you know, as a producer in the mortgage business, I did over $2 billion production, me and one assistant, not all just me and one assistant, two of us with much lower loan amounts when I was originating the bulk of my <laughs> transactions. Yeah. And the way we did it was really to take the role of an advisor and took it seriously. Didn't say I'm an advisor, wanted to yeah. be an advisor. Right. Understood that, you know, from the mortgage perspective, that while we say we're in the mortgage business, we aren't in the mortgage business. Nobody wants a mortgage, Hank. Right. You know, pe people, <laughs> people who, you know, what, what are they going to say? Oh, get, get, yeah, I want a lot of debt. I want a big <laughs> monthly payment. <laughs> Hank, make it so that I can't go out to the movies or dinner anymore. Put me in so much debt, I can't sleep enough. Nobody wants that. Okay. Yeah, you know what they sure. want? They want money. Yeah. And money is the vehicle that brings them the real estate. And if we understand that real estate and mortgages are all part of the money business, it's all part of wealth creation. Yeah. Yes, of course, there is a component of lifestyle and peace of mind. And yeah, sure. of course, that is. That's a huge part of it. But you can't right. ignore the financial aspects of it. Right. And, to, and all that, you need money to appreciate, you know, and to have and experience it. And for most realtors, they have ignored that. Yeah. I'm going to try and work with that customer and get them to like me. I'm going to try yeah. and work with that customer and provide good service. Mm -hmm. Hey, I admire you. I commend you. Yeah. But um, this replaces a lot of those things. Okay? Yeah. You know, do the work that's unscalable. Do the research in your market and understand what the forecasts are for appreciation. Yeah. Understand. What are the demographics? How many homes are for sale? How many people are renting? How many renters can afford to own? What's going on with the demographics of how many homes need to be constructed in my county to meet 
the amount of homes that are needed. And then is there yeah. a shortfall? Is there a surplus? Let me explain that. What's the job outlook? Where does my median income right. stand? What's my affordability index? See, these are all things that are important. So to answer your question, this yeah. is exactly what we try to provide and put in the hands of mortgage professionals and real estate agents so that when they do a presentation for their customer, it is very different and very professional. And that's exactly yeah. what we do at MBS Highway. That's, it's, that, that is exactly what we do. That's awesome. And so how do I do it? How do I get to you then that, you know, I know you, MB, you're mbshighway.com. Yeah. mbshighway.com. You could email me at Barry at MBS highway and we can get okay. you set up to try okay. it all. Don't pay yeah. anything. Give it a try. Use the tools. It's absolutely amazing because wow. look, Hank, here's the thing. People talk about leads, 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 leads. Leads are important. You pay for leads, right? Many cases. But right. you know what the game really is for those of us who are really smart? It's conversion, conversion, right. it's not leads. Look, in the first five minutes, your customer will know if they wanna do business with you or not. In the first five minutes, that's the way our brain works. You ever go to a place and you see something, you like it, you've already decided you're gonna buy it. The rest of the time, you're just convincing yourself as to why you should buy it or how you're gonna do it, okay? But you've already made the decision. Yeah. Love at first sight, lust at first sight, not just for humans, it's for homes, it's for items that we want to purchase, okay? This yeah. is something that we need to understand because that's the way we behave when we deal with somebody. We know right away if we want to work with them or not. Right. And if you do want to work with them, you'll be very forgiving yeah. on things that come up short. But if you don't, you'll look for the excuse and be extraordinarily critical of any little flaw as an excuse that you don't want to work with them, okay? So, so just please remember that people talk about great salespeople and great leaders being magnetic. Yeah. So magnetic, so magnetic. What a person, oh my gosh, just love to be around. Here's the secret to being magnetic. The secret is this. Secret is anybody you come into contact with, Make them feel better and smarter after they've leave your presence because they'll crave more of that. It's that simple. Now, while it's easy to say, Hank, you have to put the work in so that the words that come out of your mouth are smooth. They're rehearsed because you're not memorizing it. You know it. It's part of your DNA. Why? Right. Because you've done the work. You've done the research. You've applied yourself. You've done the unscalable work so you don't get replaced by this, so you don't go by the way of the travel agent, so that you are irreplaceable and you get all the referrals. Hank, wow. you, ever go, you ever go to a restaurant and everything was great? I mean, yeah. goodness gracious, the service was amazing. From the time they greeted you, everything was wonderful, right? Yeah. The food was perfectly prepared. They got every detail of the way you wanted it done right. They were kind. They followed up with you. You left that restaurant and you're driving home, man, and you just had the greatest time. Hank, we've all had those nice experiences. Right. And isn't it true that we tell other people, we tell people at work, we tell our friends, you gotta go to this place, you gotta go there, they're great, you got it. <laughs> we become ambassadors. We become their best salesperson. Why are we doing this? Are we doing this because we hope the next time we go there, they give us a free dessert? No. No, all right. We do it because the people that we care about and love we care about them so much. We want them yeah. to have that same good feeling and share that good feeling we do. Uh, if you are magnetic and you do your homework and you're an advisor, not a salesperson, yeah. your customers can't have, help but have that same feeling and experience. They can't help tell everybody else about you. Yeah. 
You know, Barry, I'll tell you, you just have hit on some really magnificent points. And I, I was going to, when you, you had, had talked about people are doing it for financial reasons, and, and I was going to um, take issue with that and say, well, you know, that, that it's really all about the feeling. But really what you have done is you've taken this full circle now. And like you say, you want to be able to have them leave feeling better. And one of the things that money equals freedom and our soul's desire, if you will, one of our top three things is that we want to have more freedom. And in our society, that is financial. That is so money equals freedom. And that freedom is the feeling. And so it really is kind of a almost like a domino effect that when you get this money right and you really do hire an advisor on the money, that what it does is it ends up being into good feelings and ending up with people wanting to do business with you. Would and, you Hank, it's not it's not it's not dirty to say that money is important, okay? It helps right. with quality of life. It's look, just life's a lot more fun with more money. Okay. So right. I don't why would anybody be oh my gosh, you can't say of course you could say that. Of course, you could say that. Okay, right. it's a lot nicer to live in a nicer place. We all aspire to do that. It's in our DNA. You're suppressing what God gave you if you don't right. want to strive to improve. Okay, right. it is it is part of human nature. It is survival of the fittest down to the DNA of your genes. It is a competitive environment for your genes. Yeah. The survival will be to the dominant gene. So it, it's. Important to say that money is sure. a measuring yeah. stick to some degree, but don't use it for that. Use it to enjoy the one life you have to enjoy yeah. it, to yeah. enjoy yeah. it, go out Absolutely. and enjoy it. You could do a lot more things that are a lot more fun with more money. Doesn't mean you have to have <laughs> that to have fun, but it just makes life a lot nicer and easier. And, and if you can do it and gain that money by helping other people and making their lives better, well, Absolutely. that's the, that's the magic. So what I'm yeah. talking about here is nothing to do with you making more sales for the sake of making a sale. Right. What I'm asking you to do is stop selling. Don't be a salesperson. Be an advisor. Do good by those people. Change their lives yeah. for the better. Show them why that they need to be doing this for their own benefit. And what you receive out of it is you're enriched as well. Nothing bad. Absolutely. That's, that's just fabulous and right on. And so, Barry, where are we going to... What else do we need that, um, you know, you talked about being an advisor and is there any other things like, uh, you know, your knowledge about the currency? What else should we understand in order to be able to build our businesses and build our wealth? Well, you know, we, we need to understand the, the what's going on economically, okay, because that will help us interpret what's going on. Remember, we're in the money business, so, um, you know, yeah. uh, do you have a financial culture in your office? I mean, just, just this the truth again, tough love. Okay. Yeah. So you want to be at the top of your game. You want to be an advisor. You want to do things. First thing you better do is find out what motivates you. Okay. Now we talked about money and money. Listen, that's a motivating factor. No question. Or are you competitive? We talked about that too. Does competition motivate you? Hey, I'm motivated by money. I'm motivated by competition. Absolutely. Right now. Yeah. What else? Are you motivated because you want to provide for your significant other because you want to make that person have a better life? Maybe you just want to make that person be proud of you. Maybe it's to honor your parents for all the sacrifice that they made for you so you have a better life. All the things they did for you to help you. Maybe it's for your child. Is it for your kid? 
See, if you're not tapped into what motivates you, you're just floundering, okay? Because every time you need to be grounded and centered, remember why you're doing this. Remember right. what motivates you and then go the extra mile because of it. Okay. See, if you can do that, then you'll want to have a financial culture. You know, I'll tell you, Doc, it's so funny. You know, people will be in the office. Oh, we got a great culture. We got a great, okay, what kind of culture you got? Oh, yeah, we come in, we go bowling, you know. Oh, great. Okay. You know, team building. You know, um, what do you talk about in the office? Oh, we talk about the ball game. We talk about the, the movie. That's all fine. But did you forget that you're in the financial business? Why are you not in your office having financial dialogue? Why aren't you talking about this morning, the NHB numbers that came out? Why aren't you talking about what Jerome Powell, the Fed chair? Do you know that he's our Fed chair? Do you, do you know what he said? Do you understand what the direction of interest rates are going to be and why based on what you're hearing? Do you understand what's going on in the real estate markets around your county, around your towns? understand why, what the changes are, what the forecast, because if you're having those discussions and conversations, then you get on the phone with somebody and it's like, what are you going to talk about? All the same crap everybody else is talking about. But if you're scripted, if you're rehearsed, if you're sharp in a friendly, safe environment where you talk about it with your peers, you get on the phone and you slay it with the customer. First five minutes, Hank, first five minutes, you crush it with them. And then you get additional listings and sales. And, you know, and that's the power of the law of attraction on when you start talking about financial and just do it a little. You know, you don't have to have two hours of, of this discussion. But if you can just start talking a little about, hey, what is happening in the financial world? You know, what's happening here and, and what is the forecast? I love that word. And you're looking at, you know, what the forecast is. And so as you start doing this, what will happen is the law of attraction will start attracting you to more ideas, more resources, more places. So you, you don't have to be this way. You don't have to be a very Habib uh, today, but you can start on the first step today by starting to th thinking about the financial aspects, the the uh, what's out there in the future, and being able to get that way. And so, is that what did you find? Hank, that? Hank, nobody comes out of the womb spewing economic forecasts. Okay, <laughs> this is all learned behavior. And you know right. what the great thing about sales is? Here's the greatest thing about sales: it's the greatest sport of all time. You know why? Because it's fair. Yeah. You don't have to be the strongest. You don't have to jump the highest. You don't have to have the most speed, the most endurance. You do need some heart. You do need desire. You do need motivation. That's all you need. And that's why sales is so fair, because you get out of it what you put in. So these are the things and these are the components that can make anyone a great salesperson. Anyone could be great if they put the right work in, if they yeah. do the things that their competitors don't do. So when they get on the phone with their customer, they know it. And you talked about, you know, have a financial discussion. Some people say, well, you know, I don't know. Is that dorky? Is it nerdy? <laughs> well, it's not sexy enough to be an expert in the financial markets and really know you're right. it's not sexy. You know what's sexy? Being really wealthy, making a lot of money. Yeah. Look at Jeff Bezos before Amazon and after Amazon. Right. Okay. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, so this is really important that people understand today that never before have you been so vulnerable. Hey, let me just put it in perspective for a minute here. Sure. I think we'd all agree that we are extraordinarily dependent on this, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. misplace your phone for about two minutes. <laughs> Am I right? Okay. Yeah. You freak out if you don't have Wi-Fi or, or signal. I got no signal. <laughs> 
Do you know smartphones have been around? Get this. Here's not 900 years, not 90 years. And it oh. has changed our life. Our life is yeah. technology moves faster and faster. The Internet is 23 years old. If I rip your phone system out of your office, you can do business. I shut down your Internet. Go home. Can't do a thing. So what is it going to be like five years from now? And are you already adapting to those changes or are you going to be a travel agent? This is what you have. This is why I started the discussion today by saying I'm really worried because I don't think people realize the vulnerability that's out there. And the discussion, which is a very frank discussion, let's call it, isn't intended to make someone feel bad it's intended with love to say hey make a few changes today that are all accessible there's all tools that stuff that's there that's at you it's yours for the taking yes do what your competition won't do and then reap great rewards remember why you're doing it so that you can benefit those people You bet. You bet. You know, uh, technology and I saw something just the other day that it's uh, moving at a pace of it's doubling every year and that's going to continue, you know, to increase. And so it's and a lot of people say, well, I don't like change. Well, this is part of life. And so, you know, you're going to have change and we're having faster change. And it's okay. You can get on this train without having to be, you know, it's not like it's a bullet train. You got to try to jump on it and maybe risk killing yourself. You know, it's a train. It'll slow down before you get on it and then start doing it. The other thought that I had was I love where you have dovetailed into this whole financial aspect because Agent Wealth Network is Agent Wealth Network about wealth, helping agents to build their business and their wealth. And so in the last closing few minutes that we have here, can you share with us a little about your perspective on how to build wealth then? Any thoughts behind, uh, because that's really one of the things, you know, business, you just taught us how to build. Now, how, how can I build wealth? And any thoughts that you have being the, the master that you are and the brainchild of really the financial world? Yeah, you know, you have to really look at your business as I'm not saying even if you own where it is, but your business is really important to look at that as an asset. And your database is an important asset that can be capitalized. You know, that is something that's critical. So guard your database. Make sure you stay on your database because there will be repeat business if you come through it uh, and you go do your business the way we're talking about here. Now, it's great. People are going to love you. People are still going to want to do business with you, but it right. will be more difficult for those individuals to be poached if the, the financial advice that you're giving them and guidance that you're giving them um, is, is so meaningful and impactful to them. They'll want to come to you and, and, and make sure that you receive those referrals. So treat your business as an asset. If you could be a sales, if you are a salesperson and you don't have ownership in the agency, that's okay. You own your business, you own your book of business and treat your database as an asset. I think that that's very important because quite frankly, that's an asset if you cultivate it correctly, that could potentially be capitalized even if you're not working at some time in the future. So that's ways to create wealth. And I'd also yeah. think about 
uh, think about eating your own home cooking, you know, maybe yeah. uh, as an expert in real estate, taking some of the money that you're making and making some smart purchases for the long haul. You know, these are okay. things that um, that will build wealth over time. Some of the richest people in the world did it through real estate. You're in the business. Right. Uh, so right. you, you may right. as well take a look and eat your own home cooking and make yeah. some of those moves. And the lessons, if you haven't done so already, that you will learn some some great, some maybe challenging will allow you to have firsthand experience to share with your customers as well. Right. So you right. know, the more of the the transition from sales to advisor, mm -hmm. um, the, the better that you will perform. And, and again, remember that uh, this is all in conversion. Conversion is where it's at. You know, leads, yeah. that's for Pac-Man, okay? Yes, yeah. you need leads, but people, the conversion of leads is yeah. where it's all at. That's great. And again, how to get a hold of you in order to understand that conversion and understand. Barry at MBS Highway, uh, mbshighway.com. Uh, I don't okay. know if you have a minute here. I could just give you a quick sample sure. of something I could show sure. you. Sure, would be wonderful. Just real super quick. What I will yeah, do I with you here is I will, um, I will show you just real quick here um, that if you wanted to, let me just show how quick and easy it is for us okay. to um, share with you. And let's just say that we wanted to take a look at a real estate market and do a real estate report card for you. Okay. Just very quickly. And I think you could see that, right? So we're going to take a quick look at, um, you know what, let's go to, um, let's go to, to Texas and let's go where you are. So I'm going to pull up okay. Texas. And okay. what county are you in? Uh, in uh, Dallas County. So let's go to Dallas County real quick here. And let's pull up Dallas County. And the first thing that you see here is we've got a real estate report card. So we've got some gold badges, which means Dallas is in the top 10% in jobs. Uh, we've got a bronze badge for median income, top 30%. And believe it or not, Dallas is not inexpensive, but it's in the top 30% in affordability. Your wow. forecasted rates of your median home price is 208,000 and your price per square foot is 150. So let's just say if you were looking for a home and that home value were, I don't know, 400,000. Let's take a quick look at that. And based upon the history of appreciation in Dallas County, the year forecast of 3.32 percent and over the next five years, 11.77 percent, you're going to make $47,000 over the next five years on that home. You've got 4,800 homes for sale in Dallas County. That's one home for every 531 people, not very many. You've got a population of 2.57 million. Of that, 1.14 million are renters. But get this, Hank. 271,000 people are renting in Dallas County who can afford to buy a home. That spells opportunity. You take wow. a look at people in the demographic of age 27 to 35 every year that will be needing to have a home, 80,000 of them. But because of the for, because of the uh, the um, home ownership rate of 52% and the fact wow. that not everybody buys as an individual, some buy as couples, you need to be constructing 26,000 homes a year in Dallas County. You're only building 17,000 homes. There's a housing wow. shortage there. Look at your job picture. Look at jobs created. It's amazing. Your unemployment rate, much lower than the national average. Income, higher than the national average. Affordability, very, very strong. This is a great report. Everyone wow. watching this, and, and so in, what do we take here? One minute. In one minute, I know more. Yeah about Dallas County than a realtor who's worked there for 20 years and somebody who's lived there their whole life. So this is just one tiny, tiny example, but I wanted to just literally take the one minute and show this is what an advisor consultation looks like.
my God, that is just amazing. And that was at MBS Highway. Is yes. that where, where that yes. was? MBS Highway. So everything you just shared with us, we just saw in a, or, or some of the highlights, we just saw on a one page that you have there. It's that's incredible. one. That's a one one minute. I mean, look, it's it's quite sure, extensive and it's amazing. I just wanted to give you something I could show you in one minute, just that's to give you a taste of, of what it is that an advisor should be doing that's very different than their competition. I'll take the whole meal of it. <laughs> well, Barry Habib, we just thank you so much for being on. You are the master financial wizard on really understanding real estate, helping to change us from just salespeople or just saying we're an advisor to truly becoming an advisor and being that uh, worth uh, having so in uh, other people and the other things that we have that are out there where you don't need an agent that we're really showing the value of an agent and you're helping us to get there. Well, thank you, Dr. Hank. You're awesome. And I wanted to mention to people, be very careful when you're talking to your customers and say, oh, yeah, I'm always available. I'm always available. Uh, your customer doesn't want somebody who's always available because it means that that person has no business. You know what you right. need to strive to be every single day? Not always available. You want to be always worth waiting for. And if that's <laughs> you, then you truly are an advisor. <laughs> well, Barry, you're definitely worth waiting for. And we thank you so much for your uh, time today. It's just been absolutely incredible. And uh, to all of you at Agent Wealth Network that we wish you, Barry and I both wish you much business success, much wealth, and to increase your wealth. There's so many ways to do it with Barry and uh, to be that financial, that real estate advisor. And again, DocHankWebinar.com, it'll teach you how to become instantly more wealthy and do all this compound and all the uh, uh, things that we discussed today can be done right there. So with that, Barry, thanks so much and God bless you and uh, God bless all the you, best. brother. Thank you. Okay, thank you, brother. Take care.